All right, welcome to the Short Fuse podcast. This is going to be a special contracts podcast. I'm Michael Chrisman, your host, and I'm with Aiden Gibson. Aiden, say hello to everybody. Hi, hope everyone's doing well. And we're getting together for this pod. We're going to go through the entire Arsenal first team uh, roster, and we're going to go player by player and discuss whether we should extend their contract, uh, keep them, or uh, extend their contract and keep them, or if we should sell them while we can. Um, we'll give the player's name, current age, when the contract ends, uh, if it costs Arsenal to buy them, their current wages, and then if they have recently extended. But we are going to do this under the premise of uh, Raul Sanehi and Vinay's uh, theory this summer that they spoke on the Ramsey contract situation. And for clarity, I'm going to read that statement. So Raul said this when asked about contracts going forward for Arsenal. At the end of the day, the problem, the real essence of the problem, was that we had reached the last year of the contract in reference to Ramsey. I think Ben I mentioned at the beginning of this interview, one of our priorities is not to get to the last year of contracts. This is the example. This is the reason why. The only way to get to the end of a contract is when you are ready to release the player at the end of the contract. But if you really want to keep that player, you need to renew him before getting to the last year of the contract because you are putting yourself in a very weak position. We cannot get to the last year of the contract. If we cannot get to the renewal before that, then we may have to sell. But the position of the club of losing a player of that quality, and not only in football quality, but in human quality, and the club identification of Aaron, we have to avoid that. It's not correct for us. So with that is going to be our premise of whether we keep or sell players uh, on the list who are currently and or on loan with Arsenal. Um, So... Aiden, do you want to start us off with the first player and we'll go from there and we'll uh, give our thoughts after we uh, give some info on that player and their contract situation and then we'll discuss whether uh, to extend, keep, or in sale. Yeah, so I think uh, this player is the uh, most emblematic of Arsenal's prior contract situation. Uh, Meza Ozil uh, famously uh, got to within the last six months of his contract and at which point uh, he renewed for £350,000 a week. Um, Ozil obviously cost us 42 million. He was the then club record signing in 2013. His contract, as we all know, ends in 2021. Um, and I think that uh, uh, everything um, that has been shown uh, this season is that Arsenal are absolutely looking to extend Mesut Ozil. Yes, no, <laughs> no. Uh, I think that's a situation where, um, I mean, given Michael, what you said about. Uh, Given you're quoting Sanyehi, that's a situation where they're going to let him get to the end of the contract, 100%. Yes, uh, I agree. I think either that or in the next summer, if he can have, if he can put together a decent run and ha- show that he still has value, I won't be surprised if the club says, hey, it was good while it lasted. We're glad maybe post Emery being in charge right now, he leaves with good terms. And then we say, hey, let's sell, whether that's to MLS or Italy or China, wherever it may be, I think that uh, they, will to, they will look to sell. If that doesn't happen, because I think they'll want to recoup cost, I wonder if they would just extend the current contract one more year this January, because if he signed a three and a half year deal. Mm. So I think, do they say, 
with the new manager, okay, let's just add one more year, kick this, push this back for one more year and say, let's see if you can merge with the new manager, possibly whoever it is, and let's see if we can still get something out of him because he's only 31. You also wonder, I mean, I, this happens more in baseball and things like that where you get teams that restructure contracts but you wonder if like you know that's something that they could perhaps look at where you know he gets maybe a smaller amount of money per week but you know extended contract for one more year so it's more money in total that might that may make selling him you know that may make another team more amenable to signing him right like you know you have all of a sudden like he's no longer costing 350,000 pounds a week he's costing 225,000 pounds a week because you've extended the contract. Yeah. That's something that, I mean, not... I think that could totally, and if it temporarily gives him more years in London, which he has stated many times over that he wants to be in London, I think that could be an applicable uh, situation for everyone because you uh, could still sell him on. In the short term, you're, you're paying him less. You're also giving him more years, so I think it could be a commendable thing for everyone to do. Yeah. I think the likely thing here, though, is that it probably just nothing happens. No, I think I think someone paying some sort of fee early for this 350k, probably from whether it's the Galaxy. I don't see DC United ever putting that money up. But if someone was willing to take him with a fee or just to match the contract, I could see us letting him go. Yeah. All right. So okay. Up next, uh, we have a striker who's not in fine form right now. Uh, Alex uh, Alexander Lacazette. He's currently 28. He, uh, when Arsenal purchased him, he was then the record-breaking 53 million uh, pound man, and his contract ends in 2022. He is on 182 grand per week, and we are currently trying to extend him. But the man wants Champions League football. My thoughts currently are that we bought a Bamiang not even six months after him was it even a year or was it it was uh, the january after yes yeah, so six months so six months after him to me although i know social media is great they're best friends they're lads in the in the team i think it shows we should have bought obamiang in the first place and obamiang's been the man the quickest of 50 goals uh lacazette is going to find his playing time i think even more tough to come by and he exactly hasn't looked fit so if we can recoup some cost of that 53, so it's not a sunk cost for Arsenal. Uh, I definitely think with the age of himself and Aubameyang, if we're gonna keep Aubameyang, who's two years older, that we should look into a younger striker to be the second striker. Yeah. And so for me, it's sell. Yeah, and you know, I think this gets one of the sort of problems that, that any manager would have had, that Emery had, is trying to fit Aubameyang and Lacazette into the team together. Um, we've seen sort of like this situation where Aubameyang plays on the left, doesn't always work out. Um, end of last season, Arsenal played like a 3-4-1-2 system, so they played together. Worked a little bit better in the sense that Aubameyang and Lacazette carried the team, but it was very unbalanced. Um, and this season, you know, it's just not, it's not really worked out in having them play together. Uh, so I do think, you know, I think ultimately this is something where you don't actually need to keep Lacazette. Um, I think he's, a, I think he's a very good player. Um, I think if we didn't have Aubameyang, we would be wanting to keep him. But we have Aubameyang, and I agree. Yeah, you keep the better, you keep the better striker. You keep Aubameyang, sell Lacazette, maybe get a left-sided player who can complement Pepe and Aubameyang. With that, before we move on to the next person, 
since Arsenal have done a swap deal in the past 18 months. Swap deal Lacazette for Draxler at PSG or Perisic from Inter, a player of that type, do you do it? It doesn't uh, have to be those players, but a, a wide player who can get 10 to 12 on both goals and assists. Yeah, I mean, yes, it, dep- it depends on the player, but like... Like, if it was Draxler, I think I would actually do it. I'm less convinced on Perisic, also because Perisic is sort of older, though, I guess. God, we've been linked with Draxler since, like, 2014. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long time coming. But I would keep... But in... Who's the Bournemouth? Ryan... Ryan Fraser, okay. yeah. Okay, in that sense, I'm keeping Lacazette. Yes. I'm not going Fraser. Yes, definitely. Which is already proven. This year, he's, he can't complete anything. He had one good season of connecting on crosses. So... All right, next up. Pepe. Okay, so... Um, Pepe, we signed him in the summer. £72 million, our club record signing. He is under contract, so he's under contract until 2024. It was a five-year deal. Uh, £140,000 a week. Um, I think keep, obvious, uh, keep, keep obviously, um, I don't think we need to really think about extending him yet we're not at that point um no i just give him the six months back because it's not fair to him <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <Let's, laughs> yeah exactly let's <laughs> let, let's reevaluate under a different manager and let's see where we are in absolutely a year 18 a, a year yeah, yeah see where we are okay all right up next pierre emmerich obama yang uh he's currently 30 years old his contract's through 2022 uh at the time before pepe was bought we broke our transfer record again over Alex uh, Lacazette for him at 64, 65 million pounds, and he is on 200,000 a week. Arsenal are currently looking to extend his contract, and he is now the new club captain, which would tend to lead us to lead, lead us to believe that no matter what extension comes his way, he may be well at the door. But Arsenal should extend him; they should increase his pay, and I still think even at 30, he has three to four good seasons and at that point if he does tail off I think Arsenal and China can strike a deal yeah I mean I I think losing him would be a big blow um, even at his age Um, especially because like his his goal score and this is something that I didn't necessarily appreciate about him until he came to the club but like his goal scoring is not necessarily dependent on pace it's really dependent on the fact that he has really good movement in the penalty box mm-hmm. and that's something that doesn't necessarily go away so even if like he's, he declines you know a yard if his pace goes down like a yard or two i think he's still an excellent striker so especially when he's played centrally not out wide yeah let's keep him central yeah let's do that Okay, so we're keeping a bombing. Keep him. Oh, this should be a fun one. Okay, Henrik Mkhitaryan. Um, famously, uh, he swapped deal with Alexis Sanchez. That has not worked out for really either party. Um, thankfully, uh, unlike Alexis Sanchez, Henrik Mkhitaryan's only on £180,000 a week. He's out on loan at Roma right now. Uh, contract ends in 2021. Uh, if you can get any money for him, take it. Uh, yeah, I... Yeah. Would not be surprised to see him go in some kind of really cheap deal next summer. I'm not sure how he is currently faring at Roma. It is very ironic that both him and uh, Alexis Sanchez are both in Serie A. 
right now after that swap deal. Yeah, I could have cut out the middleman and just yeah. sent them both there. I would say if there's anybody that Roman wants to swap for and they are in lower wages, it's a win. I would also say that if they just any team wants to buy him, that we should shake their hand and get the yeah. ink dry as soon as possible. <laughs> so that is a sell for me. To be fair to him, I don't think he originally even wanted to come to Arsenal, <laughs> so it was never uh, going to. Wow, be. That was such a bad move. God. Yeah. To Mkhitaryan and yeah, got Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang at the same transfer window. Just very different. And outcomes. they have just tailed it. Yeah. I'm talking with my hands here, but pointing to different things <laughs> of where their careers have gone with Arsenal. Um, with the contracts uh, that we're talking about we have included whether players are homegrown or U21s to keep our quota. Um, if you don't know the homegrown rules in the Premier League states that if you have a, a squad of 25, that 17 ha ha have to be, uh, or seven, sorry, have to be homegrown players, um, which could be players that have been in academy for at least three plus years if they're not from the UK. And if I believe that's correct, but do not take that as a hard fact. Um, but if they're non-UK residents, that they could have three years in your academy, um, or they could be under 21 to count towards your quota. So Arsenal has seven first-team players um, that are in that, and if they fall short of that, like they currently do, a U21 player has to take their spot. And Arsenal have a lot of U21 players in the squad, so we are fine uh, on that note. But this next player is a homegrown, uh, a personal favorite of all Arsenal fans. Uh, probably football fans across the world, Hector Bellerin. Uh, he's currently 24, uh, which is amazing because I think he made his debut at 18. Yeah. So he's at six years in the first team. Uh, his contract ends in 2023, which I believe was a six-year deal at the time. He's on 110000 per week, and his latest extension was in November of 2016. Um, for me, there's no doubt you keep him. Uh, I would give him another six-year deal and I would put club captain next to his name. But if you have any thoughts. Uh, yeah, keep him. Uh, you know, look, he's going to be the club captain at some point. Um, either because we, you know, Aubameyang leaves or they decide to give it to Bellerin. Um, yeah, I think if you can, you know, he, he loves London. I think he loves the club. Um, you know, look, there's obviously some, you know, I think there's some I, would, I wouldn't necessarily look to extend him today because he's still making his way back from an ACL injury. Um, but I think, you know, once he sort of gets, once he gets that under his belt, I would look to do it. Um, you know, lock up sort of his, lock up his, uh, you know, lock up his future, maintain, you know, keep him at yeah, the long still term. Next January is when, so not 2020 January, but 2021 January is where we would be in the two-year window where yeah. they would need to enter those negotiations. And I think at that point, there's no doubt, um, make him one of the highest earners. And uh, there, I don't see anyone displacing him in that two-year time of right back or us buying anybody to displace him. So, um, Speaking about the club captain, uh, had we done this podcast last week as initially planned, we would be talking about the club captain, but we are now just talking about uh, former club captain, Granite Jacker. Uh, so Jacker's 27. Uh, he extended uh, in the summer of 2018, right when Unai Emery came uh, into the team. So his contract ends in 2023. He's on £100,000 a week. Um, I think this is a player who is going to be out the door 
either in January or in the summer. I think that there's a relationship that's just broken there, and that's kind of irrespective of Emery. I think there's just, uh, I think it would probably be best for both parties for a split. Um, so I think, you know, this is something where you look to maybe recoup some of the money, you know, the 30 million pounds that you spent on him. I think you can get a good fee for him, especially because his contract does, ex you know, is until 2023. Um, yeah, so I think this is a player who Arsenal will probably look to sell. Yeah, to me, uh, although Arsenal fans may not rate him in the Premier League, he definitely holds value in the Bundesliga and he 100% would fit the style of a Serie A team of any of the top four in Serie A. So for me, uh, I do think a lot of the brokenness is not particularly his fault. Um, not that his actions did not have uh, consequences to go with them, but I believe he was put uh, into a lame duck situation. And when that happened, uh, it boiled over. And I would say so that everyone could one day look back and say, okay, hey, he got an FA Cup with Arsenal. Uh, he comes back, you clap for him, and there'll be no hard feelings. I think if his agent and himself aren't trying to get out in January, that would surprise me, but definitely by next summer, he'll no longer be an Arsenal player. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I think I, I hope that if he does play for Arsenal again, which I think is a question at the moment, um, that you know everyone can sort of let what happened go. Um, you know, obviously, I think you know I agree. I think you know he shouldn't have reacted that way. I think there are mitigating circumstances for him reacting the way he did, um, which I don't blame him for. I f would hope that everyone could be a little more adult and just sort of, you know. Hey, Mustafi's getting positive social media messages. John yeah, is next. Yeah. Maybe you just have to go through, <laughs> go, go through the whirlwind for the positive. Yeah, I mean, this Arsenal happened, this, like Hector's been saying, this yeah. happened to him. It does yeah. happen to players. Um, I think no one has had the visceral reaction that Jack had, which changes it a bit. So, okay. anyway. Next one is uh, only in the second season of Arsenal, Vern Leno, who has... I think uh, very quietly been more established than any of us thought because I think uh, the initial reports when he came from Red Bull, it was Red Bull, right? Bayer Leverkusen. Oh, Bayer Leverkusen um, was that he was shaky and that mm. we should be worried and that the money was overspent and Leno is 27, he was purchased for 22 million, which at this point, um, I won't say it was a bargain, but I would say it's been the market value that it should have been, if not, maybe a little bit higher. Mm. Uh, his contract ends in 2023. He's on 100,000 pounds uh, per week. And I would say for a first team goalkeeper at a big club in uh, England, that's uh, a perfectly reasonable contract. So the same thing with the 2023. Uh, when you get to 2021, I think, yeah, you, at this point, he's given no reason to not extend. Um, and so, and if yeah. whoever possibly the next manager is, if they do want to play out of the back, supposedly he is able to. We honestly heard that's what we were going to do, and we have not seen it. But his overall shot-stopping ability, uh, with the amount of shots he continuously faces, it's been solid. And so for me, I think you can you can almost always improve your goalkeeper situation. Um, but in this sense, without us having to go spend money, I'm I'm fine with who we have, and I would say you could extend them when the time comes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I think that might be something that you look to do next summer. Um, he'll be 28, good age to sort of extend your goalkeeper. Goalkeepers, you know, can play for a much longer time at the top. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's been really good on on saving shot on shot stopping. Um, can sometimes be a little shaky from crosses. That's I think one area where you might like want to see a little bit of an improvement. But I think overall he's been a really solid, really solid player. I mean, you know, outside of when, when you think back to who came in that 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 sum that summer uh, period, you know, Leno and Genduzzi are the two wins in that in that regard. Um, sort of two of whom there are no question marks about yeah, at all um, and you know I think he's been he's been very he's been a very good goalkeeper um, they may I, also be the two that have played the most matches because once Leno got into the side yeah I mean, he hasn't been dropped tre- yeah he might they're the two they're the two who the manager Picks well, Socrates hasn't been dropped either. Yeah, in Aubameyang, yeah. but they're right there. They're they're, yeah. they're in the top four of the t- the team sheet. Yeah, he's like one. Of, yeah, um, you probably should have played in the final of the Europa League last year. Um, if we get to the final of the Europa League this year, he should probably play in that. Um, he's a very good goalkeeper. He's the clear number one at the club. I agree that I think you can always think about improving your goalkeeper, but. You know, without spending an exorbitant amount of money, I'm not sure. Which we don't have. Which we don't have. Uh, which, if we do have, needs to be spent on other areas of the team. I think this is one that you're sort of like, yeah, it's fine, it's yeah. good. He's, you know, probably one of the top four goalkeepers in the league. Uh, yeah. Just imagine if you had defenders in front of him. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, some kind of defensive setup that makes sense. Okay. It'd be incredible. Speaking of defenders. Uh, Shkodran the, Mustafi. The rehab continu- <laughs> continues. He scored. He scored. Yeah, he scored yesterday. Cuffed, his, cuffed his ear to an empty stadium. Didn't get the clean sheet, which we were all hoping for. Uh, he cost thirty-five million pounds. Which, uh, well done, Valencia, for getting that amount of money. Uh, he's on ninety thousand a week. Arsenal wanted to sell him in the summer. Um, he's twenty-seven. I imagine. He will probably want to go because he's not playing because he's not really playing that much. Um, I don't foresee him coming back into the first team um, unless there's some kind of you know injury crisis or something. I think he's been fine when he's played, um, and maybe another manager takes a look at him. But I think this is a, a situation where you try and recoup, recoup some of the fee. Player probably wants to go. No, he's a former Everton man, and Everton has seemed to like a lot of Arsenal outcasts in the past couple of years. Not that Awobi was an outcast, but they, you know, they took Walcott, they took Awobi. I mean, if he's going to move within the league, surely, yeah. surely Everton can give him another look. But Everton just, have spent more money on worse defenders. So, so uh, but truly, I think we're never going to recoup the thirty-five. But if we can recoup fifteen to twenty, which if he rehabs through the Europa League and does just well enough to look as a capable footballer then if it's in the Bundesliga he's played in Serie A he's more world traveler than you think across clubs mm. and if someone was just willing to pay 15 20 I don't I don't care if it's the 15 or the 20 I think you just take it and move off of the wages you move off of him and you say thank you for the 22 game unbeaten streak that you had the first year and we're done yeah um, so up next is uh, Sed Kolasinic, and he was uh, a free transfer from Schalke. Uh, currently, I think, pos- 
possibly that Chalka has uh, hit Arsenal in the back channels to maybe bring him back was the rumors. Mm. I'm not 100% sure on that. He's 26 years old. Again, he was free. His contract's due 2022. He's on 100K a week, but that's clearly because that was incentivized to sign with Arsenal for that amount since he was free. As a backup left back, you don't usually want him making uh, more than the first string, and clearly Karen Tierney is going to be the first choice. But uh, as a backup who is free, my thoughts are at the moment, it's absolutely fine. He's a fine Europa League player. He's a fine cup player. He's a fine fill-in. I do not think that we should extend him. If we were to sell him, obviously it's a net positive because you're getting some type of fee. Uh, but if you keep him till the contract ends out and you say, hey, thanks for your five years or four years, which is uh, he's here till 2022. Uh, I just think it's a no-lose situation, which is why they got into it. Uh, I would prefer to sell because you make something and then either buy a young left back that's uh, younger than Tierney or bring somebody into the academy. Um, I think that would be a good spot to do it at. So I really don't think we can lose on him. Uh, clearly, he is added protection while we travel anywhere we go. Um, and he can defend uh, off the field better than on the field. But uh, any type of fee that you recoup, uh, it's not even a recoup. You just, it's just an add-on because you didn't pay anything. So I'm okay to sell. Yeah, I mean, uh, he should be part of the security detail of the club. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. You can I, escort Emery out for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think you know this is a decision you want to make because uh, you know we'll be it will be within two years um, of his contract ending. Once sort of we're in 2020, um, yeah, this is I think someone who you probably sell. I think he's fine as a backup. Um, oh, that's interesting you say that because on Mustafi being 2021, clearly we sell, but on Kolasinic, so this January within two years. So yeah. Um, Maybe they. I wonder if they'll look to extend only to sell to keep yeah the value. to keep the value, or they yeah. might, or they might just make a decision to sell in the summer, get yeah. someone to replace yeah. him. Um, but I wonder, yeah, just to extend because with the plan to no matter what sell, so that that's really yeah. interesting. Um, okay, so uh, Lucas Torreira um, in the newspapers today. In the newspapers today, uh, about not being very happy. I, Who would be? I'm not happy. Are you happy? <laughs> I haven't been happy in a long time, Aiden. <laughs> uh, so, Torreira's 23. His contract ends in 2023. Um, what percentage do you, would you put right now Lucas Torreira making being here in 2023? In 2023? Yeah, what percentage would you say chance of him being here? Is that is that is my percentage based on the current management or no? Uh, just the general situation, yeah. So, if in the next week there's a changeover at Arsenal, I think Lucas Torreira, who's a $25 million footballer, could be 40-plus and a heartbeat with the right manager, 50-plus yeah. for his defensive mid-ability. Uh, and I think he loves Arsenal. Uh, I think he displays that. The only reason I would sell him is for the profitability that he could create to go mm. somewhere. If a new manager comes in, I do not see why he would not be one of the top and first names in the sheet every single week for his ability. Yeah. Um, I think he's a player that the supporters, that uh, the naysayers, that anyone who just, you, you, the footballers you have that say, hey, when you if you love football, you love this player, I think Lucas Trayer is one of them. And we'll never replicate what Ramsey did 
arriving late into the box, but somewhere in your midfield, you have to have somebody from the six or eight position that arrives late into the box. And he has proven time and time again, when he can get on the football field, that he can arrive late in the box. Mm. So I believe with a new manager, he stays. Otherwise, if the situation stays the same, he'll go back to Italy in a heartbeat. He's only on £75,000 a week, which exactly. is incredible. Yes. Um, I think this is, yeah, so honestly, I think this is something you reevaluate in the summer. Um, if Torreira, if there is the change that we expect, that we hope happens, uh, I think maybe in the summer you look to extend him. You look to extend him. Um, I think, I think a new manager and bringing some clarity to what Torreira's role is going to be going forward within the function of the team would help. Um, I think it would help with how we, how the players viewed by management and, and thinking about how to extend him. Um, yeah, I mean, well, man, management viewed him high, more high or high highly than, than, yeah, than, than, the, than the head than coach. Him. Yeah, uh, though it's interesting that you know because that was a Torreira was a Sven Mislintat find. Yes, who's obviously not here anymore, but yeah. Um, I want to see Lucas Torreira play Champions League football for Arsenal. I would like to see Lucas Torreira play on a regular basis. But yes, <laughs> in the Premier League too. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so, so for I me, it's a keep and extend. Yeah, keep and extend. I feel. I asked you the question. I think there's like a. Th- oh, percentage. So I'll uh, give you a percentage. You did ask. Yeah. Um, so right now, I'll say seventy-five percent because I'm a higher percent sure that Arsenal are going to make a change during the international break, mm. and therefore, I think whoever the next manager is will see the capabilities of this player. And Arsenal have stated they want to get younger players in, and he is at 23 years old. There's, We couldn't have a better age for a defensive midfielder. You don't want an 18-year-old. Yeah. 23, he's got some experience. He's your going international. He, the guy knows how to play. And he, does, he knows how to play in a 4-4-2, let alone with more midfielders in front of him. If he can play defensive mid in a 4-4-2, he can play in a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1. Yeah, he's got that versatility and he can play a number of different roles. Um, I'm just, I'm going to go lower 60%. I think there's a little more to it than just um, upset about about the manager. I think there are some, there are some quotes last summer about he, was, he wasn't thrilled with the weather. Um, so it's like Rob, when Robinho came to uh, Man City and he didn't know it rained every day. Yeah, and right. And, yeah. yeah, so I would just say there's a lower, lower because of that, but... On this next one, I'm actually going to do the next two together for my sake, for my argument. But okay. it is uh, yeah. Socrates, Socrates, uh, Papa, however you want to say his name, and David Luiz. Uh, Socrates is 31. His contract's through 2021. Arsenal paid $16 million from Dortmund. Uh, he's on 92,000 pounds a week. And David Luiz was recently bought this summer. He's 32 years in age. His contract's also through 2021. He was only £8 million pounds from Chelsea. Uh, Peter Cech's agent at Arsenal and he is on 125k per week Uh, I thought about this one before we started talking and I actually think because Socrates is one year younger and their contract ends at the same time that I would sell Socrates for whatever amount because even with Koscioni we got I think 4.5 million or so and so if you can recoup a cost there and then keep David Luiz for a lesser amount on his wages when you extend him, just like we spoke about earlier with Ozil, extend mm. for maybe another year or two, but bring him down to the 
80, 90 range of wages and keep him in London, which I think he's a player who wants to be in London, that then he can be that senior center back, which I agree a club needs a senior center back. He's also more premierly proven in my mind than Socrates is even after 18 months. So I would try to recoup the cost on one of them because together they've cost you 24. But I don't think anyone's going to pay a transfer fee for David Luiz. So try to recoup with Socrates mm. and then keep David Luiz. And that's my logic that I want to use. So that's where I'm settling on those two. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, I think also David Luiz might be the better player than Socrates. I've yeah, I probably not, forgot to mention that, but I agree with that. I've not <laughs> been impressed with him this season. Um, Luiz, too, I think it's, it's worthwhile mentioning um, his versatility. He's very comfortable in the back three. He can play in defensive midfield. Uh, he's, unlike Socrates, he's an excellent passer of the ball. Um, I think just, look, Luis can make mistakes, as can Socrates. Luis has some sort of high profile mistakes. Overall, I think just he's the more versatile player, um, the more experienced in the Premier League. I think he, I agree completely. I think he's the one you keep. And I think that's sort of the role that they envisioned him, you know, coming in, it's only a two year contract. Um, so one year where he's playing a lot and the next year you sort of, you bring uh, Saliba um, into the team. You integrate Saliba into the league and into the team. You hope that Rob Holding is the defender that you think he is. You hope that that's sort of your f pair going forward if one of them isn't working out as you hope or you know there are a lot of games that we play over the years i think louise is, is is the better one to come in yeah if louise and chambers are your three four to holding sleeve being one two yeah i on paper i'm fine with that i'm okay with that going into a season um so oh i'll let you go for next okay should be an easy uh, one i think mohammed elneny uh he's got two years left on his holy er, crap Three, yeah, two years left on his deal. It's until 2022. Sorry, three years left on two and a half years. 2022. He costs six million. He's only on fifty thousand pounds a week. Um, he's on loan right now. Uh, I think he's someone that you sell as soon as you can. That we couldn't in the summer is a bit annoying. Um, he's someone that you can pick up a nominal fee for. You'll recoup some of the money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Solo Turkey, uh, I think he's at Besiktas right now, but anywhere he can go, I'm absolutely fine with that. And uh, I mean, it was a minimal fee we paid for him. If you even collect four or five for him, then you've pretty much made it back. We'll, we'll just clap our hands together and be done with that. Uh, next up is a homegrown player, uh, Colum Chambers, who has seen a lot more action than uh, I think anybody particularly thought this year outside of the Europa League, but within the Premier League play. He's 24, his contract's through 2022, so we are about to hit the point with him, whether we have to decide to extend or uh, move on from him. He costs 16 million pounds from Southampton. He's on 50K wages per week. For me, uh, I just spoke on this with uh, Socrates and Luis. I keep Colin Chambers. I think his versatility, everyone knows he's not a right back, but he is the emergency fill-on, which is an okay thing to be because mm. Kyle Walker played in goalkeeper yesterday. Everyone has an emergency fill-on spot. Uh, he was full-on player of the year last year with in the Premier League, not the championship, at defensive mid, so we have cover there. But his actual position, his long-term position, was always going to be center back. So if he's the third or fourth center back and we paid $16 million for him almost four or five years ago, we've recouped that cost. I'm okay because at some point we cannot keep spending money on players and he is Premier League proven mm. 
in the sense of a squad player. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I keep him. Maybe you maybe you bump him up to 60k per week, but it won't cost you that much in the long run. So I I keep calling Chambers. Yeah. Chambers, I think maybe he's not the player that we we hoped when we bought him in in 2014. He can play a number of roles. Christ, he's still wow, he's still 24. Jesus, time flies. Um, he can play a number of roles. You can stick him in midfield. Um, you can stick him at right back. You can stick him at centre back. He'll do a job. He'll be fine. He's the type of squad player that's useful to have. Manchester United under Sir Alex Ferguson used to have a number of these. They had like, you know, your Wes Browns, your Phil Nevilles, Parkji Songs, you know. The, the sort of value in having these players is that you know they'll be fine, they're not that expensive, you can stick them in. Great. Yep. You're gonna, need, you're gonna need these players over the you course of the season. You gotta have a 25-man squad. Yeah. You know, you can't run the same players out every single game. Um, and actually, if you don't mind, I'm gonna make this a sort of similar argument for for Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to um, now. So, Maitland-Niles started the season right back, wasn't having a great time of it, basically came out and said, I'm not a defender. Um, he's done okay in central midfield. He gave the ball away in the Europa League against Victoria last week, led to a goal. He played really well against Liverpool. Um, in, in the League Cup, um, you know, I think still trying to figure out what his role is. Is it a right-sided mid? Is it a right-sided winger in a front three in attacking sense? Is it a midfielder? Um, Maitland Niles is a player who you know has filled in a number of different spots for us. Done a job. He's played left back. He's played right back. He's played right wing back. He can play in midfield. He can play in your attack. He can be a more defensive-minded winger if you want and give some protection to your right back. I think he's a valuable player. I think if he's happy with his sort of squad role, great. You'll get you'll get a number of games that you start, a number of appearances. Again, you need this kind of player in a in in a you know fifty game season. You I need, absolutely agree. And you know these are these are players where it's a lot easier if you can just, especially so. Maitland Niles is different in the sense that he's a homegrown player. If your academy produces this player, the player that you fill out back of your squad with that's a huge win because it means you're not spending you're not buying say Mohamed El Neni yep. and I'm just using him as an, as an example um, you're not ma- spending money on these players because you're, you're producing them you're giving them the game time to develop so Maitland Niles I keep too yeah I don't have much to say on Maitland Niles I I'm a big uh, supporter of his uh, I think we're going to see times where he goes through great form. I think we're going to see times where he didn't go through great form. You know who another Arsenal player who was that was like that? Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. And yeah. he only ever scored three Premier League goals in a season. Uh, Maitland Isles may meet that number in a Premier League season, but we're not going to have the same high offensive expectations from him, but we also won't be as disappointed or disillusional about yeah. his output. Uh, and he, I think he's a valuable member. It, you, Arsenal are a club that need Arsenal boys to come through and Arsenal men to come through. And I think that this is one of those people that you got, just like Chambers. I agree. I don't even need to say anymore. So uh, let's go to Matteo Guendouzi. He's 20 years old. Uh, 
he came for eight million from was it Lahar? No, it wasn't Lahar. Uh, uh, Lorient, yeah. And uh, he's formerly formerly with PSG Academy. For that, he's on forty thousand k a week. Contracts up in twenty twenty three. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised this next summer if they just announce it, announce an extension. He'll be twenty one. Uh, he's been a mainstay in the team, so I think they'll extend him for the sense of value. Mm. But I also think if he got the call to, to the French national team, if a large offer came in, Matteo Guendouzi has not shown me enough to say this is our player for the next decade. And that may upset some Arsenal fans. I know he's a fan favorite. But if a large amount of money came in for him and we bought him for $8 million, Arsenal at this point need that money. And I also think we could find the same amount of talent in the midfield for less so a large transfer fee for me would be a huge win for everyone mm. but i do expect them to probably extend him yeah i think they'll extend him i'm kind of shocked they haven't already um there's been sniffs of like psg interest um i agree that like you know i'm not 100 percent sold and doozy and sort of like saying and penciling him and saying yeah we're building our midfield around this guy for the next five six years that being said, I also think a lot, sort of like Torreira in this sense, I think some clarity would be helpful with him. You know, is, is this a player who, are we saying that Ganduzi is a six? Are we saying he's an eight? Um, you know, what are we saying his role is going further? I don't know if we can say that under Emery. I would also like to know, who's at this point, who is pushing him for his spot? Because it doesn't seem, he, yeah. he's first choice right now. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But if no one is pushing him for a spot, yeah, and I think you can see that, that that's a problem. Yeah, there's been some complacency. I think last week you could say that, but I think also it's sort of like you know what's his role? What's yeah. his role on the team? Okay, so uh, we did make the news. So uh, Konstantinos Mavropanos, uh, he only costs two million pounds. He's on twenty-five thousand a week. His contract's up in twenty twenty-three. He's only twenty-one. Um, you keep him, um, I think. You you know, do you give do you extend his contract? Well, you do have you have time, so you don't need to worry about that. This is a player who I really I think we he's had a lot of injuries. He's not played that much for us. He played well when he first came into the team eighteen months ago. This is someone who I think you really need to see go on loan. Yeah, um, that's I have that written down. Yeah. This man needs a season-long loan. You need to be able to evaluate him. Send him to Germany. Send him to the Championship. Probably better to go to Germany because there's been better overall results from yeah. players who have progressed over there. But and we've seen too many Arsenal Academy players go to the Championship and not play or not come through. Um, but he needs a season-long loan of professional football. Yeah. And he, he until just, then, I'm not extending, and I'm not. I'm just status quo. He needs to play football games. I think he's played ten since he, if that, since he came into the team. Yeah. So, okay. Up next is uh, our backup goalkeeper, Emmy Martinez, who after, I mean, wow, you want to talk about age, twenty-seven, and he's been at the club for. Uh, he's the longest-serving member at the club currently in the first team, which is just incredible his contract is up in 2022 so we are entering the point where we have to decide to extend him or not uh he's on 20,000 per week for me right now emmy has uh been a pros pro and if he is okay he states he wants to push burn leno i don't think he's going to get a sniff of the first uh first spot for keeper but uh he has been absolutely fine uh, as a second string in Europa League and Cup games. And so for me, I would just 
bump him up to you know 30 40k extend the contract for three four years uh if someone comes knocking i wouldn't be against selling but you need a second string goalkeeper and he's proven as a second string goalkeeper so i say extend him bump him up a little bit and let's move on yeah he's homegrown there's value in that he's fine uh yeah i agree uh okay so rob holding um he signed an extension in may 2018 um, that gave put him up to uh, 2023. He only cost two million pounds. Um, Probably could have gotten less if we know Bolton was going to go out of business. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, this so his contract is up in 2023. I imagine they look to extend it at some some point soon. Um, Holdings coming off ACL injury. Um, he's looked okay uh i don't know if he's quite ready to to play every week um i think he you know even if he doesn't even if he doesn't necessarily become say a first choice center back um because he's homegrown because of his versatility because of the sort of skills he has uh he's a player who i want to keep at the team uh long term and yeah i agree he's uh I think he made the cut on the five captains, or if he didn't, he probably got bumped up from the sixth to the fifth spot. So uh, for yeah, me, the team yesterday. there's uh, yeah. no doubt you just extend him. I would think probably, like I said with Quinduzzi, I think probably this summer once he shows, okay, full season after the ACL injury, and uh, bump him up on wages, extend him, homegrown. Uh, he loves Arsenal. We're good to go. Uh, up next is Danny Ceballos, uh, who is on loan from Arsenal so technically we don't have the right to extend him we do have the right to purchase him uh, he's 23 years old he's a Spanish international he's actually been starting for the Spanish uh, national team his contract is only with us through 2020 I'm not sure what his contract is with Real Madrid uh, and we're only paying uh, 51,000 on wages uh, and I believe we covered all of his wages mm. plus a loan fee this year so uh, for me I know everyone loves the Burnley game uh, I also understand we're giving some of these people, we shouldn't judge them with Emery as uh, the person in charge. I think with him from a principle of just market value, that if if he's not going to go back to Real Madrid and we are offered a cut rate, so in the sense of we're not spending 50 million, yeah. I would say not even for But if we're in the Lucas Trayer range of 25 to 30 million, I would buy him on principle for the price in the marketplace that we're in. But I do not think he has shown me enough to say, hey, bring me in. I'm a penciled-in starter uh, for Arsenal. But I do, I do believe Arsenal could do better in uh, the marketplace of when they buy and sell players. Mm -hmm. And so if he wants to stay in London, if he loves Arsenal, the next manager comes in and wants to be a part of the squad, I think no more than 30 million from what he's shown right now is the price to pay for a Spanish international. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, you know, look, Sabayas has obvious qualities, very good on the ball. Um, I'm not necessarily sure he's someone that you want to build uh, your midfield around um, just because of sort of his particular qualities. He's much better... I think it's sort of building play than delivering the final ball. Um, he's shown flashes, sort of hard to judge him under Emery. Pluses and minuses, I would agree. Like, you know, if the fee's not too much, cool, bring him in. Um, if we're talking 50 million pounds, no way, not for me. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't even think we can sort of, yeah, swing that at this point. Nope. Um, 
Gabriel Martinelli has been great. He's 18. He's, his contract ends in 2024. He's signed for seven million pounds. He's been fantastic so far as a centre forward um, in the Europa League and League Cup. Um, I absolutely extend him. Um, I think I've seen enough from him to sort of be like, okay, yeah, let's let's start adding some years onto your contract. Maybe not right away. Maybe we do it in the summer. Um, I think he's, you know, between him and Eddie Nketiah, who we'll get to later, um, I think he's someone who you can say, you know, if you move on from Alex Lacazette, um, he's someone who maybe you look potentially as the backup striker. Um, I think he's, you know, he and Nketiah have different qualities. Um, I think they, that that's actually complimentary. Um, yeah, that, this has been a really pleasant surprise. Yep, um, it took the words yeah. out of my mouth. That's all I was going to say. Pleasant surprise. Uh, clearly, Edu knew something that uh, I, he was on trial with United. I think he had a trial with uh, either Liverpool or City too. So uh, it's amazing to buy took a shot on him, and now it looks like Arsenal have quite the coup for seven million. So uh, the next few players that we're going to have are actually uh, most of them have contracts through 2024, 2023. So uh, we'll probably move a little bit quicker through these because we're not at the point to extending or loaning them their young players. Mm -hmm. Uh, next up is William Saliba, who just uh, got injured uh, at St. Etienne, but uh, obviously we know he's going to come in to Arsenal next year. Uh, part of the reason that uh, the Arsenal deal was struck is because he had a preference to Arsenal, but also because Arsenal was willing to leave him on loan, which I think is a great choice, because what do we say about Mavropanos? He needs games. Yeah. He needs a full season in a top league that's not the Premier League, to get football and that's what we have here so i don't think there's anything to say we'll evaluate him next year arsenal will have him through 2024 and he cost us 30 million in installments uh, that's good business so far so that's that's all i have to say yeah my only concern is you know we might only have totally have four years left from his deal when he gets here next summer um but i i think if he has a good start that's something that they look and renew very quickly so 100% yeah uh, Kieran Tierney uh, 22 contract ends in 2024 uh, he costs 25 million pounds he's on 90,000 a week uh, yeah everything's good so far with Tierney uh, I'm looking forward to see him, seeing him in the first team more I think he's an exciting left back um, he's got obvious quality on the ball I think he's a very good defender too stands, stands up well um, yeah, happy with him. Uh, let's see where we are in two years. Yeah, uh, I assume when time comes, they'll extend him. For me, with him and Bellerin, uh, the fullback union, it's very nice that our fullback union is just no nonsense. Yeah. I wish we could get our center backs to no nonsense, but at this point, Tierney has shown me everything that I should just go get a shirt with his name on <laughs> the back. So, uh, up next is another homegrown who I'm not sure has even made a. I'm sure he's made he's a first-team debut. I think he's played once. Okay. Once or it's, twice. Uh, our third-string goalkeeper, Matt Macy, he's 25. Uh, I believe his contract from the last thing I have researched was 2023. Um, wages are unknown. Uh, the only real positive is that he's a homegrown, so he's in the roster. But my guess is that we should just sell him and whoever the U21s or U23 goalkeeper is, is a homegrown. So we'll just bump them up. Uh, there's really nothing for me to talk because I haven't seen the man play. Yeah. So I say so. Uh, I know he's tall. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, yeah. Uh, good luck playing in League One, Matt. Yeah. Uh, Someone comes in with a mil or half a mil. Yeah, take cool. It. Thanks. Yep. Uh, Joe Willick. Um, 
I've liked what I've seen from Willick so far. Uh, I think he's got a knack of getting... Of oh, you like that Liverpool goal, did you? I did like that Liverpool goal. It was very <laughs> nice. I also, like, I think he, he's shown that sort of quality of making late runs into the box, which I think is very important to have from your midfield player. Um, I like him in a double pivot. I like him more as an eight than a number six. I don't think he necessarily has the passing range for a number six, but he's very strong on the ball, determined, um, can play a number of roles. Uh, yeah, I say you know he recently he recently re-signed um so there's no real reason to do anything with this contract i think when the time comes reevaluate and say two years see where you are yeah i agree just uh wait and see he's clearly proven his worth right now he's got the praise of zidane and uh there's we'll just keep hope that he keeps growing and that there's no uh potential injuries that stall his development for that's always something that i worry about with the young players so speaking of <laughs> oh, speaking of an oft injured young player another u21 player mill smith rowe who went on what has to be one of the weirdest loan deals last year where he was injured i don't think he ever played and then he just trained in germany and came back uh he's and that was at the halfway point, too, because mm. he had played in Europa League. So uh, I'm not 100% sure what happened there. He's in 2023 on his contract. He's 19. He's shown potential. At this point, the only thing to ask for is that to just get healthy because you're only as valuable as your availability. And so if you're not available, we're looking at Jack Wilshere again. But if you're available, we can, we can see what you can do, and then we can talk contracts after. Yeah, there's a story that maybe at us on Oswald News this week about Sanchez Watt, who scored in the FA Youth Cup in like 20, 2009. He played for the first team in the League Cup the following season, scored a goal in the League Cup, uh, terrible run of injuries, looked like a promising player, now playing non-league football. Um, I don't th I think Emil Smith-Rowe, I've liked what I've seen of him. I think he's good. Uh, runner from deep, um, good on the good on the left hand side. Uh, yeah, let's hope he plays some more and see where we are. Uh, Reese Nelson uh, again, just I I really want to see more games from Reese Nelson. He was in the team to begin the year, less in the team now. Um, he resigned his con he signed a new deal before he went on loan in last season, so his contract is fine until twenty twenty three. This is the thing you do, you reevaluate in two years' time. Uh, yes, I agree. I think uh, Reese, from all reports, everyone knows the potential is there. I think now uh, the best thing is actually that Sokka has come in and, and is mm. pushing for that same playing time on the left wing mm -hmm. uh, because he cannot rest on his laurels. And, you know, he started last Bundesliga with a bang and then it kind of tailed off and he kind of worked his way back in, which is great for a loan. It shouldn't be all... Uh, all gravy when you go on loan you should have to toughen up you should have to harden yourself in your mental uh, game but I think for him yeah we just need games and we do need some product with that mm. we're gonna need some in product I know um, I can't think of the game he did have a goal that was called offside and that probably changes things because you think he scores that confidence yeah. goes up he puts on for another one but we're gonna need to see him take his chances is the best way to put it uh, but yes, as as one of the Arsenal youngsters, I think absolutely right now we're fine with where he's at. Um, one person who has taken this chance is I think uh, Bakayo Saka. Um, sort of dropped off a little bit as of late, but he's been he's been great, pleasant, really nice surprise. Uh, really like what I see of Saka. Uh, 
yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to giving Saka a new deal, you know, bump him up. I'm sure he's not making that much money, so bump him up a little bit. Um, yeah, Saka, bright future. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, Saka, it's the same thing. I think right now we're all on a high because of mm. uh, him just getting on the field and having playing time. Um, and he has put in some good performances, but I think at the end of the season, what we'll have to do to be rational is to look at the whole of the performances and say, mm. is he actually performing? What are what are his underlying numbers? What are his goals? You know, per the minutes he plays. Because right now he's actually racking up a lot of minutes, mm. and we're going to have to see: can he become someone that converts chances? Or is he just someone who's going to fluff chances? Um, because we've seen with Theo in past years that you can be enough of a converter that eventually you will hit some milestones. But what do we remember more? That Theo hit 100 goals or do we remember all the ones that weren't there? <laughs> and for me, unfortunately, I love Theo, but there's seasons you think about where it's like, he just didn't finish when we needed to and it could have changed everything. So, uh, is obviously a very young player. I'm not saying he will become that, but we need to not just all aboard the hype train and just probably stay calm, stay even keeled and see how the entire season goes. All right, last one, Eddie Nkedia, um, on loan at Leeds. Um, so he is not playing that much at Leeds, but when he does play, he does well. Um, yeah, I, I see how his loan deal goes at Leeds, see whether he's still in Leeds come January, um, reevaluate in the summer. Uh, yes, I'm actually surprised that his contract's 2020. I would. That's, I think it's. I would really assume. Deal. Yeah, I would really assume he got extended before yeah. he went to Leeds because he seems to be an Arsenal man. He's an Ian Wright favorite, and uh, I think especially if Lacazette goes, that there's no way they're going to let him go with his goal scoring return uh, in the limited minutes that he's had. I think the challenge for him right now uh, with Bielsa is to get on the field for 90 minutes because yeah. the, the chance conversion is there. Now it's doing the 90 minutes worth of work for that team. Yeah. So. Uh, I think that covers it for the first team players of who we're going to keep or who we're going to sell. Uh, to wrap this up, we're going to do a little Arsenal Wikipedia game, and I'm going to give Aiden a few clues of a okay. former Arsenal player's career and see if he can name this player. We'll see how many how many clues I it need. takes. Okay. So I'll give you three clues off the bat. Okay. He has played for six professional clubs. Okay. Including Arsenal. English. He made his Arsenal debut against Liverpool in the League Cup. And I'll even give you the year, in, in 2009. 